Podmore get better is recorded or filmed in front of a live <laughs> studio audience. One of the two. I'm Will Sandstead. I'm Tony Johnson, and we are doing an emergency podcast. Yes, we are. Or oddcast, Odd. as Al Jazz said. Yes, oddcasting here on uh, Tuesday, June 4th. Tony, last night the uh, Boyd Gaming Industries uh, released the 2019 Golden Tee World Championships, the odds to win. I assume they listened to our podcast and then immediately decided to release the odds like an hour after we finished and, and, and posted the odds, so or posted our comments, so... Uh, hopefully we help them create some really good odds. Yeah, before we uh, dive into this, <clears throat> I know I had the green mountains yesterday with my Mountain Dew. Today I'm going blue mountains. Oh, yes. What do you got there, Tony? Uh, yeah. I've got the Indeed Barrel-Aged Rum King. It's a little face peeler. A face peeler? Explain yeah. what a face peeler is. Uh, anything that's above 7% alcohol by volume <laughs> is officially a face peeler. Ooh. Anything between 5 and 7 is a face warmer. Anything below 5 is pure shit. Okay, so that's a that's a face warmer. We're gonna try to. Uh, no, this is a face peeler. Yeah, face peeler. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna try to do a wallet warmer for everyone. Mm. Yeah, I you, love those. Yeah, you know we love alliteration with uh, mulch missiles, sand snipers, uh, rough, rough rockets. Rough rocket, yep. Yeah, so yeah, wallet warmer. Yeah, we're gonna wallet widener. <laughs> yes, that's a good one a too. Stands a wallet here. Yeah. So the odds got released, and currently, the Orleans. It sounds like. It's available to bet on it. And we know there's going to be a total of 74 players there. And right now we have 72 players with odds on them. The last two remaining spots that will go for the closest to the pin, the two finalists for that, uh, will both go to the field. So we literally have uh, 72 of them going on. A uh, lot of speculation last night, kind of looking at Facebook as they got posted. People were sharing it like crazy from the Golden Tee post. And some decent speculation in terms of last year compared to this year. We're going to kind of get into all that and then uh, kind of give you a synopsis towards the end on how we feel we can widen your wallet and take you from going to the cage on Thursday and Friday to have you going back to the cage on Sunday night. Yes. Cashing yeah. those tickets. So uh, we're going to start. Where are we going to start, Will? We got Will did an incredible amount of research. This yeah. is truly Truly impressive. Well, I saw I saw the daily was on Sandhill, and I just tried for a one and done. I wasn't uh, gonna start chasing that damn thing. Yeah. So I so when I when I saw the odds last night, because in the uh, in our podcast, I, I we talked about well, you know, bet on some favorites. And yep. then once I saw the odds come out last night, mm-hmm. I said, why wouldn't you just put whatever number you want to do five hundred dollars, one hundred dollars, five dollars? Why wouldn't you just put one set amount on each of the five fit? Favorites, yeah. Yesterday, in our, in the I mean, the the favorites in our heads. I think you know we've talked about the top five, and I think we're in pretty good agreement there. You know, the odds don't necessarily exactly fall in line with that, but we've got Meow, Luna, Haas, JoJo, and Stenmark. Yep. Why wouldn't you just put you know one unit, a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars on each of those guys? And I said because you're probably going to double your money mm-hmm. uh, on the initial odds. <laughs> now, last year. Uh, we did a little research in terms of the initial odds from last year when they opened up to where they finished. Like Andy Haas, Paul Luna initially start off at ten to one. I think they closed at four and three, I believe, or five and four. Yeah, there was a lot of movement at the top. That you know, there were some some guys that were three that moved back to five. I know Andy Haas got up to like four and moved back to seven. So there was a lot of movement. But yeah, there was at least three or four guys that got to four to one or better or worse, depending, I guess, on your uh, uh, depending on your uh, perspective. Yeah, I, th- I think we had Haas, Luna, Lance Harris, 
Mark Stenmark, and I think uh, Evan Gossett was a nine to one, but most of those guys were hovering right around, you know, four to one to six to one, with the exception of Evan. I think he closed at a nine to one, and then we also had Scott Kokel who closed at a five to one. Uh, don't uh, don't think he pulled it off, unfortunately. It sounded like he had he had a heavy investment from some of his coworkers, and the lines moved accordingly. Well, I think Scott's uh, coworkers might want to listen to this podcast, yes. and uh, take some advice. Yeah, so we. It sounds like they're big betters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have a we we have a pretty good breakdown. I think uh, I've drafted up a bunch of numbers. Tony has basically double checked them, just like uh, Santa's Christmas list, and uh, I I think we're gonna go deep diving on you. So, Tony, initially before we get to that, let's talk about some of the long shots that we see with the initial odds, as well as some people who we think may be a little overinflated, shall you say? Uh, just based on prior Golden Tee history, tournament performance, longevity in the game, how many tourneys they frequently attend, things like that. And anyone jump out at you? I know you posted a couple yesterday in terms of the initial odds here and who stuck out in your mind. Well, you know, outside of the top five, I think all five, at, as the odds sit right now, the, the top five guys in my mind have, have great numbers. You got to book them. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I think that I listed uh, putts, Paul Taylor, as uh, what I thought was a really good value. He won Richmond last year. Uh, he's won tournaments before. He uh, he doesn't play nearly as much, but when he does, uh, you know he plays really well. Focus, um, yeah. And he's at fifteen to one. And then uh, Brian Bernhardt, who's another guy who's been playing playing this forever. It's, you know, several top fours, top threes, probably a win way back in his history. Uh, he's at thirty to one, and I think that's a great value. And then also Harlow at twenty five to one. I didn't list last night, but again, he got. What did he get, third last year? Third or fourth last so year, yeah. Th- you know, uh, he was, third, it, yeah, and then Seth was Seth fourth, was I believe. So he was just a win or two away from getting that top spot. So at 25 to 1, that seems like pretty good value. Uh, you jump even further outside the odds. I think Jeff McClellan sticks out as a good one, 40 to 1. Kevin O'Connor, he got second in St. Louis a couple years ago. That's probably a good, good. one. Uh, and St. Louis is a really heavily attended tournament in terms of the, the top guys. So it's not like, you know... Uh, I think Richmond probably has the fewest top guys attended, maybe Orlando, but St. Louis always has all the top guys attending it, and so a second place there almost carries as much weight as a second place at Worlds. Right? I, 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 I would agree with you on that in terms of doing the research. So I'll give a, a little sneak peek on the research. So St. Louis in 2018, we talked about our top five players, Haas, Stenmark, Luna, Meow slash Evan, and JoJo. So St. Louis of 2018, all five of those players were in attendance. St. Louis of 2017, four of the five players were in attendance. The only one who was not was uh, Mark Stenmark, and I think he was also, you know, going through the process of, you know, moving around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, but yeah, to your point, St. Louis. St. Louis this year, four out of the five. Yeah. Um, yeah. A- absolutely huge. The only exception this year was uh, no Andy Haas. Uh, you know, obviously as a younger child, married and so forth. Raising Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, very cute Bulldog. So St. Louis, Houston, and Worlds, I think typically to your point, are right on par with the strongest fields of the year. Yeah, uh, and so, I mean, do we want to dive into that research? Or, I mean, were there a couple of names that stuck out to you a little bit? Uh, well, I think I think one I was really happy to see on here, longtime player, was Dean Lyakakos coming yeah, yeah. at 75-1. to 1. Now, would I necessarily lay money on Dean? I might... I might throw five or ten bucks just to get a Dean L keeper ticket, yeah. um, but you know, just all around a great guy. Everyone absolutely loves this guy. He's done wonders for the game, helping promote it, and and I think he's just so friendly with everyone. I don't think he's like ever had a bunning of heads as far as you know, as far as I'm aware of. 
So maybe let you know since we're talking about longer shots at this point, let's talk about the research that you did as it relates to the long shots last year. Okay, so pulling up last year with the initial odd sheet because that's what we got last night. Everyone was uh, pretty excited about that. Speaking of Aljaz, what's your excitement level? Yesterday it was a ten point five. What's your excitement level for the World Championships? Ten point eight five. Ten point eight five. It's gone up. It's gone up. That's on a scale of one to ten. Okay, yeah, he uh, still might not understand how the 1 to 10 scale works, uh, but yeah, it's a 10.85, so if he was in the Olympics, he would be taking home gold with a 10.85 right now. Well, it's, is it like one of those things where you get extra points, or you maybe you can, if you raise the degree of difficulty, so you can actually do a better score than perfect? So Al Jazz is thinking about making Vegas a high degree of difficulty, Ooh. lots of boozing, stuff like that. And so, really going for those extra points, 10.85. Yeah, I was, uh, goodness, I think I was uh, 8.0 yesterday, I believe. I think I'm up to an 8.5 now Ooh, wow. with, uh, with the release of the odds. So, I'm, I'm getting really jacked up. Uh, we have my girlfriend in attendance right now for the podcast, sitting in the audience. What's your 1 to 10, Andrea? How excited are How you for excited Vegas on a scale of 1 to 10? 9.5. 9.5. Oh, Just gosh. short of Al Jazz. Yeah. Um, she was in attendance last year at Worlds, absolutely loved it, loved the Orleans pool, got to do some tanning. Uh, Luke is not going to be in attendance, unfortunately, at Worlds this year. He was last year. Luke's, um, Luke's excitement level for prize play that weekend is about a 10.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talked about long shots a little bit, and the odd sheet that came out last year, we have the initial odd sheet here, and... It, it started off where this year I think is skewed a little bit differently, but last year there were 37 of the 64 players, Tony. Roughly two-thirds. Yeah, roughly yep. two-thirds that came off as 40 to 1 long shots or worse. So we're talking 40 to 1, 50 to 1, 61, 75 to 1, all the way up to uh, 80 to 1 was the furthest they put anyone out. So of those 37 players who were 40 to 1 or longer odds, only 11 of them made the cut. Yes. So that was Gavin Heron, Al Jazz, Ryan Sparks, Robert Brown, Todd Penikoff, Will Sandstead, Thor Brogger. Uh, I think it was Oliver Ayala, I believe. I can't even read my own handwriting on that one. I don't know if it says Oliver or Orlando. Uh, Mike Yeager, Mike Johnson, and Jared Decker. So 11 made the top 32. So pr pr pretty decent. Not bad, not great. We, we all know, I think the mid-tier players, upper echelon players, have all raised their game where they can make cuts. They can make yeah. cuts at... Yep. Worlds, Houston, St. Louis, and so forth. Now, of those 11 who made the top 32, only six players won at least one game. That was Robert Brown, Thor Brogger, uh, Oliver, Orlando, Ayala, uh, Gavin Heron, Ryan Sparks, and myself, Will Sandstead. And of those six, only two of those won two games. So that was uh, Oliver Ayala and Ryan Sparks. Who each won two games. Yep, and then and then they had their second loss, unfortunately. So, so, so I think I think people like to talk about long shots, and people like to bet on long shots because you you know if you bet a hundred bucks on a forty to one, you can win four thousand bucks. That's pretty nice. You can buy a home edition through yeah. Adam Fitzgerald and Brian Roski, yeah. which they're doing a if you buy a home edition this month, the month of June two thousand nineteen. And you mentioned the Podmore Get Better podcast, Adam Fitzgerald or Brian Roski. They're going to give you a 50, extra 50 bucks off your new home edition. And I know we like to joke about uh, promo codes, but this is an actual real yeah, promo yeah, code. Yeah, th th this will save you 50 bucks. So that, that's pretty solid. Uh, so I guess that's a long way of saying, you know, bet long shots. You know, I, Scott Coco put a bunch of money on himself last year. He was a confident guy. 
or you know, his coworkers were confident. Maybe not the smartest bet, right? <coughs> if you're gonna go long shots, go with some smart, go with some smaller values. Correct. Um, and if you're gonna bet, make big bets, then go with the guys that uh, uh, you know historically have a better chance of doing well in the tournament. So Tony, we talked about thirty-seven out of sixty-four were forty to one or worse in terms yep. of their odds. That left us with twenty-seven players in the field who were thirty to one or better in, in terms of, you know, odds to win the world championship. Yep. So we're talking 30 to 1, 25 to 1, 20 to 1, 18 to 1, 15 to 1, 12 to 1, and 10 to 1 for the initial odds line opening. Now, of those 27, 21 of them made the cut. Yep. So very high percentage, probably right around 80% uh, in terms and, of those folks making the cut. And one of those 21 won the championship. Ooh, that's some juicy, <laughs> juicy research. Believe it or not, we do have more details. So... When looking at it, you, you obviously want your horse, your player, your man, your woman, whatever. Uh, whoever you're putting your betting tickets on, you want them, number one, to make the cut. And then, obviously, they got to bulldoze one hell of a field. Yeah. Uh, and so, maybe, should we, what do we want to talk about next? The, uh, the uh, research that you did on those, those top five guys? Or yeah, so, so yesterday in the podcast, we mentioned the top five guys. Andy Haas, Mark Stenmark, Paul Luna, Evan Gossett, and Joe Massara. So... What I started doing, and you helped me out with, we started breaking down the last basically two and a half years worth of tournaments. Yep. And we also included Worlds 2016 to go with Worlds 2017 and Worlds 2018. The only thing my research excludes from this is the end of the year Houston tournament, uh, the Top Gun and the Top Gun slash Player of the Year, whatever you want to call yeah. it. It does include the standard tournament where you go through a qualifying round and you go through head-to-head match bracket. And I, I'm not sure the results would be any different if we uh, much different if we included the Top Gun or not, but because so, it's always a strong field anyway. So in looking at this, obviously you want to have players, and in theory we're just going to cover the top five. That's who I did the research on, trying to uh, get everyone to that cage window on Sunday night. So let's start with Andy Haas. In his last five tournaments he has attended, he has not won any tournaments. He's, he's been on a bit of a cooler. I think the uh, last tournament he won was uh, Orlando yeah. 2017. He attended five tournaments that year and won three of the five in 2017. You go back to Worlds in 2016, he won that. So I don't want to say his best days are behind him, uh, but he was definitely on a heater there, Tony. That's a, that's a great year. You go to five tournaments, you win three of them, including Worlds the year before. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, speaking of heaters, uh, Stenmark stole the heater from Haas because yeah. over the last two years when, when Haas has been on his cooler, Stenmark has been on, on his heater, and he's won, uh, looks like, three tournaments out of the one, two, three, four, five, six that he's attended. So, and actually it ends up being three out of his last five attended. Um, and so, so three out of the last five tournaments he's been to, he's won. Uh, Luna is the next one. One of the last five that he's been at, he won. Evan, yep. one of the last five he's been at, I assume that's Worlds last year. Yep, uh, He won. And then JoJo, who hasn't really, I don't know, ever won a major tournament, but he's gotten Second, a lot of second places, including Correct. worlds, a few times. So you know, you'd you'd hate to take him out of this top five group just because he's never actually gotten quite across the finish line. But uh, and then have him at, start have his first big win be at worlds, and, and you're left at the uh, cage without a winning ticket. Yeah, so we're we're looking at JoJo here, and he does not attend a lot of tournaments no. here, Tony. So what we did with the last 17 tournaments, or excuse me, 18 tournaments, we broke down the last 18 tournaments, and of those, JoJo, I believe, has been to seven of them. It looks like St. Louis in 18, 
Uh, yeah, let's go down here. We got World. So anyway, he's been to eight of the last 18 tournaments. He has a fifth six, a second, a fourth, a nine through 12, nine through 12, a fifth six, and a second. So two of those second places are at the World Championship. Yeah. The biggest and brightest stages, uh, with the exception of when it was in that uh, video game bar that was kind of kind of interesting. But yeah, he uh, he puts up puts up good runs in tournaments so I, I think and I think we all know that Jojo's capable of making deep runs here yep now that was the last five of the tourneys they've attended now of just the last 10 overall tournaments um, Andy Haas has been to five of them yep. so he's been he's been to half of the last tourneys you know about what I've been to in terms of the last 10 tournaments. Yeah, wife. Same for you. Yeah, wife, children, you know, get, getting out to about half of them. And he's not exactly centrally located, you know, being in Ohio in terms of getting good airfares and so forth. So obviously yeah. there's a financial burden with that as well. Then you have Mark Stenmark, who's been to six of the last tourneys. You want guys who, I don't want to say are necessarily warm, but who, who still have that tournament mindset, who have been going to tourneys, boom, they're ready to go. Paul Luna. He, uh, he tops the field of our top five right here. Uh, he's been to eight of the last ten tourneys. The only ones he has not been to uh, were, goodness, NIV, uh, Richmond in 2018, as well as Orlando in 2018. Everything else he's been to. Uh, then we get to Evan. Evan has also been to eight of the last ten tourneys. Yep. He did not attend NIV 18 either, and he did not attend Orlando this year. As for the last top ten, JoJo's only been to three of the last top ten, but again, we look at his finishing positions. He's got a second, a fourth, and a fifth six. And he was at strong tournaments. He was at St. Louis, he was at Worlds, and then he was at St. Louis again this year. So he, uh, he's definitely put up the numbers. So we got Luna and Evan, who've both been to eight of the last ten. So, you know, in theory, you can say they're tournament ready. You know, their mindset yeah, is there. You see all these guys on the leaderboard. I yeah. mean, I'd say all these guys are tournament ready. <coughs> if anybody, I'd, I'd throw jo- JoJo out in terms of his tournament experience. Obviously, it hasn't hurt him so far. He's always done really well at tournaments. Those other four, they've been to so many tournaments in their life. They're they are tournament ready. There's a lot of other very tournament ready people in this field, but you know those guys are. They have lots of wins under their belt, and they've been to lots of tournaments. Oh God, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they all love it when I say. So that, let's so. let's. I think we need to get to the wallet widener portion. Oh, the wallet widener. Okay. So, uh, in this research, we wanted to say, okay, because uh, my I had a little discussion with Danny Boy last night to say, well, you know, if yeah, th- th- if, this if is I a good bet segue. the five hundred on on all five guys, so you'd be in for twenty five hundred. Yep. And you know, for easy math, let's say they're all ten to one, even though Haas is eight to one and, and Luna's nine to one. Then, if any of those guys win, I win somewhere around five thousand bucks, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit less. Uh, so I almost double my money on average. Yep. Um, obviously, I'm risking, in this case, 2500 But this works whether you're betting $5 or $100 or $500. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, well, it seems like those guys win most of the tournaments. Yeah, I, and, I think that's a pretty fair And assessment. I think, you know, without doing the research, you say, yeah, I mean, I can think back. Okay, yeah, he won that tournament. JoJo, or, you know, Sinmark won that tournament. And so you did the numbers and looked at the last 18 tournaments. And uh, tell us about it. So, in doing the research here, of the last 17 tournaments, we initially started with 18, but since none of our top five players, this is part of the wallet widener, uh, since none of our top five players went to Richmond in 2018, we've excluded that from the 18. So, of the last 17 Golden Tee tournaments, when at least one of them, when at least one of them has been there, 14 of the 17 times, 
they've gotten first place. So out of 17 tournaments, 14 first place finishes by these guys. Yeah. They, they, they've only missed it three times. And I believe that was Orlando 2018, Orlando this year 2019, and St. Louis 2017. So the other 14 times out of the 17, these guys have put up a first place score and taken home that championship trophy. Yeah, and that and as you emphasize, that's just if only one of them attends. Yeah, so so you you have tournaments. Sorry to cut you off there, Tony, but like Orlando 2018, Evan only went to that tournament. He was the only one of the four. Unfortunately, he took a 17 through 25th. Yeah, four of the five four of the five didn't go. Basically, every other tourney, and the numbers bear this out. One of these five has taken a first place. Orlando 2018 was the only tournament, and then including the other ones they didn't go to, where they didn't take it. So 14 of the 17. That was NIV 18. None of them attended. Orlando 2018, Orlando 2019, and St. Louis 2017. And and so, you know... Sorry, that was kind of long-winded. No, no, no that's all right. Yeah, hopefully hopefully it's coming through on the podcast. And then we, we looked at it a little bit more detail because obviously more than one of them is coming to this tournament. All five yeah. are going to be at the tournament. So if you look at the tournaments that all five have attended, mm-hmm. which is not that many, there's only three of them, well... Uh, 100% of the time, one of those five wins. Three for three. Three for three. Oh, the last 17. The, the tournaments where all five have attended, one of them has taken home that championship trophy. And then if we if we kind of split the difference say, there and say, well, okay, let's look at the ones where at least three of them have attended, which mm-hmm. starts to widen our number quite a bit. Of those 14 tournaments, 14 of the last 17, three of the guys have attended. 13 of those 14 tournaments, one of these five guys have won. That, that's a wallet widener. That is Tony. a wallet widener right there. I, I don't know if Boyd Gaming put in this much research, but I'll be damned if I, I don't have a big whiteboard here with all these numbers, all these graphics, all these layouts. I'm running multiple computers, multiple processors, and this is what <laughs> Multiple the power supplies? Out. Yeah. Just in case one fails, right, Aljaz? Yeah, we've got a spare power supply at the Banger Bunker right now. Aljaz's home edition went out, so hopefully uh, if you have him in an invite, send him an invite. Uh, hopefully you have a previous invite that uh, ends up timing out. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, I, hopefully I had an open invite so, on uh, Mayfield against you because it sounds like so, uh, it happened on Mayfield. So we talk about our top five guys, and in 2018 we've got the opening odds on them. Haas was a 10 to one. Luna was a 10 to one. Evan was a 12 to one. Jojo was an 18 to one, and surprisingly, Mark Stenmark was a 20 to one. Obviously, a <laughs> that long- didn't last long. Yeah, so the closing odds on that finish out at Haas at a five to one, Stenmark at six to one, Luna four to one, Evan at a nine to one, and Jojo at an eighteen to one. So he he had no movement at all. Open to close eighteen to one. It may have fluctuated up and down. Doesn't attend tournaments and doesn't bet on himself. Yeah. So so in looking at the opening <laughs> odds, geez, Tony, I'm tempted to hop on a damn flight with your theory of putting wow. five hundred bucks on each of the guys because the 2019 opening odds that were posted yesterday: Andy Haas eight to one, Mark Stenmark ten to one. Paul Luna nine to one, Evan Gossett ten to one, and JoJo ten to one. So in breaking this down, let's just do kind of a brief recap of the last seventeen tourneys where at least one of them is in attendance, and some of these have only one in attendance. Fourteen of the seventeen have had a winner from this group of five. We yeah, go, we, that's we, pretty amazing. That, that's pretty amazing. We go back to the times when all five have been there. Only three of the last seventeen tourneys, but in all three cases, one of the top five won it. Now let's go to the 14 tournaments out of the last 17 where at least three were in attendance. 13 out of 14 times, one of these top five guys won it. I think the only one where they did not was uh, St. Louis in 2017. I think that's where Marv, 
mouth yeah. beat Kevin O'Connor in the finals. Yep. So I, I, I think we've laid a pretty good case in terms of where you could, in theory, feel pretty damn secure going up to that cage, yeah, feeling what, confident in what you're betting on. Whatever unit bet you're comfortable with, we keep saying <coughs> 500 or 100, it doesn't matter. The mm-hmm. odds of you doubling whatever money that is are very strong. Are, are looking very good. I think in your initial Facebook post last night, you said to Danny Boy, I feel 80% confident that I could double my money. I think that the numbers bear out. In fact, those odds would be higher. Yeah, I mean, even I, 14 out of 17, I think, is right around, and that's only uh, one of the five. Yeah. That's right around 80%. But then if, if you go to that 13 out of 14, uh, you know, obviously that's up above 90%, 90, 93%, something like that. Uh, I'll take those odds every day of the week. Mm-hmm. As I said to Danny Boy, best bet of your life. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, I'll go up there and I'll get my you know ten dollar souvenir ticket. I'll I'll hope to make the top thirty two out of the top seventy four. Make that gold bracket because there's such a nice bump up in payout. Uh, obviously, want to be playing with the better players, the thirty two best players in the world at that moment. I want to make that gold bracket. Yeah. I won a game last year. Pretty happy about that. Uh, I just went one and two, but realistically breaking down numbers i love numbers i love math the whole the whole damn deal uh past performance we talked about yesterday past perform past performance basically does dictate future results for something you love to say as much as you talk about past performance dictating future results Mm -hmm. you sure do struggle saying it yeah sorry (laughs) yeah i know you've been yeah yeah what's blue mountains yeah i'm only halfway into it steep slope down the mountain Uh, I'm, I'm, i'm getting a little deeper right now so Tony, what, what are your overall thoughts on this research? Because in looking into this, I knew that those five guys were good, and I knew they were really good, but these numbers, number one, just bore that out, and I, I hate to say it, they opened my eyes a lot more. I'm not saying no one else has a chance to win this tourney, uh, much less you know go on a deep run. You're damn right. You look at you know last year, you got Jeff Harlow, past world champion, taking third, yeah. You got Seth Sandifer taking fourth. I mean, there were, there were guys making runs. You can get there and you can get deep, but I think the numbers bear out that it, it's going to be that final step or two to get up to the top of the mountain that just is, is too heavy for most people to overcome. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we've talked about how the odds moved last year, right? They started out at a lot of the guys were 10 to 1 or 12 to 1, and they got bet down to 5 to 1 or something. And and if if, if there was, you know, thousands of listeners to this podcast and and they all ran out and, and, per episode. and followed the Walt Widener strategy, then you know, then those those odds would move down quite a bit, and the value might not be quite as good as we're describing here. Because if they all got down to five to one, well, all of a sudden, now now your now your odds are you can't win any money if they're all five to one. So, yeah. but but when that happens, because these five guys will get bet down, and there's other guys that will get bet down, but as those guys get bet down, other guys will start to creep up. And so, Correct. talking about some guys that have won tournaments, so I, uh, I talked about Putts, who won NIV last year, yep, very Brian good Bernhardt, player. Yeah. Brian Bernhardt, Andy Fox has won a couple tournaments in the last couple of years. Um, and so these are the guys that, well, as these guys, as the numbers on, on these five guys probably move down, start to look at those guys moving the other way and, and try and, to back and get even it. better value than we've talked about already. And so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see it. I, I wish I had a daily update of, of odds from the Orleans and, and really yeah, watch like, this. Yeah, like, like, like the stock market, have yeah. a little ticker a little, going across yeah, the bottom a of your Orleans TV ticker. screen. Yeah. Because uh, it'd be really interesting to track and see, and see where these odds go. Um, yeah, I, I think probably over the next week or so they won't move a ton, if I had to guess. 
but as we approach the last week right before Worlds does happen, as you know, we're not actually that far away from that, uh, I think that's when we'll start to see the odds really start to move a lot. Yeah, it, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of people in attendance uh, this year, not just the participants, but actually friends and family going out to support them. I know last year there were, you know, that Sunday in the Orleans, that showroom, the seating there started to fill up. You know, that yep. was players who'd been eliminated from their tournament, their friends, their family. I think that showroom is going to fill up a lot more this year. Last year there were Orleans employees, you know, some IT employees scattered throughout and so forth. Uh, I, I think they're really going to put on a show. And again, this is the first year of their two-year contract. Yep. Last year, I think, was kind of a trial run. And it sounds like right away, Sunday night, Don was saying that the Orleans basically came to them and said, we want to do this again. We want you guys here again. You had more action placed on Golden Tee than you did on NASCAR. You guys were at the tables. You guys were drinking the beer. You guys were drinking the booze. Dave Sandmeyer was drinking Bud Lights, getting the Sandmeyer Trophy, the first inaugural one. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, and I think I've heard, you know, via Facebook, a lot more guys who have talked about going out there that aren't already qualified. There were some last year, mm -hmm. but I feel like the list is a lot longer this year. Yeah. There's two spots this year instead of one double the opportunity you know last year was a lot of spouses and and buddies of buddies of good players and i think that that number i would i would bet it doubles the number of at least doubles the number of people that are going to be in that that the world's qualifier closest to the pin tournament than there were unqualified people last year most definitely so that friday night closest to the pin contest two spots available to 25 dollar entry fee and you get a free t-shirt with that which you might as well spend the 25 bucks and get a crack at getting a world's pass and getting into the tournament because I think they were selling the t-shirts anyway for 20 bucks. I know Andrea, she's in the studio audience. She spent the $25 last year, got the free t-shirt. Who did she play in the first round? Dave Sandmeyer. She got smoked by Dave Sandmeyer and paved you the path. You got sandmired. Yeah, yeah, you got sandmired. Yeah. <laughs> so a Andrea helped pave the path for uh, Dave Sandmire. Uh, I know Andrea will be there toasting it up. I'm going to crack another blue mountains here, Tony. So we're not too deep into the podcast. We're uh, sitting pretty decent right around reasonable time right now. I wanted to pick your brain. So we kind of looked at the breakdown. We did the player breakdown, where they're at. So over the course of these last 17, 18 tournaments, technically 18, but none of the top five attended NIV in 18. Yep. You have Andy Haas, who has four first places out of the 11 tournaments he's attended in the last 17. With, with the most recent being Houston at the end of 2017. Correct. And then we go down the line, we got Stenmark, who's been to 10 of the 17 last tournaments, and he's won five of those 10. That's pretty good. Yeah. We have Paul Luna who has been to 14 out of the last 17 tournaments. He's won three of them. Evan Gossett has been to 15 out of the last 17. He's won two. JoJo, unfortunately, has only been to eight out of the last 17, so less than half of them. Hasn't won any of them. Got, has gotten some second places, most notably at Worlds. Last yeah. two Worlds, his two last second places. So, I mean, if you literally just look at <laughs> those individual odds of their win percentage, mm -hmm. so Haas has won four out of the 11 he's attended. That's about 40%. Well, his odds are 8 to 1. So yeah. that's way better than 40%. Stenmark, 5 out of the 10. That's 50%. If you just go off the math, he should be a 2 to 1, two to one favorite. In theory, yeah. But he's not. He's 10 to 1. Go bet it. Luna, 3 out of the 14. That's roughly 17%. Just, yeah, just shy of 20. And so, you know, he, he's beating his odds, which are 9 to 1. Same thing yep. with Evan. Evan 
has quote unquote only won two out of the last 15 tournaments he's attended. Uh, but that's, you know, whatever that is, 14%. Well, that's better than the 10% odds you're getting on his bet. So, and, and, and JoJo, I think, you know, we, we talk about JoJo doesn't have any wins. Uh, no, I don't even know if he's ever won a tournament. Um, he's, but he's obviously gotten a lot of really high results. And so he's, he's almost the safety valve. Like, yeah. you, you'd hate to go through this strategy and, and, uh, and not put the guy that got second place the last two years. So, so that's why we're including him in the five, because he always does get great results. Yeah, so Tony, right now, if I lived in Las Vegas, you got Stenmark and Evan at 10 to 1. I'm rushing to the cage. I'm rushing to the ticket window. I'm laying some cash on them right now. What's L- so like, yep. lit- what's interesting is literally the last two world champions mm-hmm. don't have the best odds. And I don't understand. I don't. I don't know what goes into these odds making. The odds making that's void. Like Haas has eight to one. Like we we talked about. The math says he should be lower than that, but he's eight to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. But he's he hasn't won he hasn't quote unquote hasn't won a tournament since 2017, you know. But you've got all these other guys that have won tournaments a lot more recently. So I'm I'm curious to know did they literally just look at volume of gameplay and average score? I don't I don't know. Uh, if I, you I, just look at tournament results, you'd say well Stenmark should be far away the favorite. Probably Luna next, Haas maybe after that, and then Evan. I don't know something like that. I I would agree with you on that assessment. So if I'm in Las Vegas and I I'm there right now. Well, we're at Burnsville, but if I was there right now, Stenmark at ten to one and Evan at ten to one, I'm laying that cash. I'm throwing some on Luna at nine to one because that's going to come down. I think Haas at eight to one, I'd throw a little bit on that. But then, however, you have JoJo at a ten to one. I'm going to wait as folks start arriving there, laying the money on Haas, Stenmark, Luna, and Gossett, and I'm going to wait for that JoJo ten to one. That's going to get skewed, I think, back upwards towards the original eighteen to one last year that opened. Yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't have the name of the other guys. I agree with you on that. Eighteen and eighteen to one that he closed at. So he basically stayed fairly even. I never saw any big jumps. You know, I was taking pictures of the big board. So I'm going to hold out on laying a bet on JoJo, and I'm going to try to get more value for my money. But the other four guys, right now, i got to start buying some of those tickets. Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad we were able to do our emergency podcast today. Yeah, we're, we're trying to widen people's wallets. So I think as we start to do some of these, uh, some of the podcasts over the next couple of weeks, I think we've broken down these five as much as we need to break down these five. Yes. We'll probably talk about them again, but we won't spend an entire podcast talking about them like we have here. But but I think we want to start to talk about the tiers of players because there's, in my mind, a really solid next five guys Agreed. and then a really solid next ten after that. And, the, and then you start to get into those little bit longer shots. And I think there's, there's value to be had in both of those tiers, uh, and I think we'll talk about those uh, those guys over the next couple weeks. Yeah, our World Ch- Championship preview uh, that we did approximately one year and two days ago, yeah. uh, we had kind of some tier ranking systems. So Tony and I will be sitting down, breaking that down now that we have the odds. Uh, we'll do it based off the odds, but we'll also do it on our own kind of personal interpretation of where players stand. Does it match up with where the odds odds makers put them at to win this 2019 World Championship? Yeah, so uh, I look forward to those podcasts. Uh, I look forward to talking about the classic course of the week again. Thank you very much to the IT team, specifically Kevin Lindsay, for seven sending over the list of the classic courses of the week that we get to talk about over the course of the summer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I actually get to do some pre-research 
yeah. uh, rather than just winging it like we did yesterday <laughs> on Glacier. Yeah, that, but, that, that was kind of tough, winging it when I was dead sober, drinking Green Mountains and Mountain Dew. But, you're uh, better at winging it when you're a little buzzed up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little more fun. Yeah, I get a little old, more dirty. Old non-social Will Sandstead, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah. uh, all right. Well, uh, hopefully everyone had some fun with this. Uh, we had fun doing our second podcast in two days, and uh, hopefully we'll release another one this coming Sunday, and we'll uh, talk about some more stuff. Yeah, we'll throw the links up on Facebook, obviously. Uh, you'll be able to share that, I would assume. If not, copy, paste it, text it to your friends, because this isn't just for Golden Tee players. This is for your loved ones. Yeah, this and, is for your neighbors. And, this is trying to put your kids through college. This is a wallet widener. Yeah, share it with Mitch Moss. <laughs> yeah, there the we Vegas go. Vegas betting guy. He's got his own podcast, his own radio show. I'm sure he'd love to hear all this stuff. But anyway, uh, hopefully uh, uh, you guys had fun. We had fun. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Podmore Get Better is filmed or recorded in front of, in today's case, a extremely large studio audience. Yes. We uh, need to bring in extra seating here, Tony. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of background fulls, ball spins, and button pushes. So uh, I actually like the background noise in our podcast, but we'll see. Uh, might be a little excessive today. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I think it's good. We got uh, five Worlds qualifiers here. Yep, uh, soon to be Worlds closest to the pin participant, the Panda. The Panda. Andrew Dunham, and then girlfriend. someone who's probably going to make more money that weekend than everyone else in this room combined, Luke Nelson, yeah. is going to be just pounding out prize play games that weekend. Oh yeah. So uh, good luck to you, Luke Nelson. Yeah. So we've we've had some fun announcements, Tony. Yeah. Golden Tee Golf has posted things on their Facebook, their Twitter, and so forth. I think number one is the fact that they're hiring an outside company, uh, so it sounds like Richard King will not be doing the stream this year because they're going to have this on ESPN. They're going to have a 30-minute segment on ESPN. I hope Richard King is still in attendance because Lord knows how much fun that dude is. That dude would attend a local Golden Tee tournament in Knoxville, Tennessee. He will be at Worlds, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. So we but got in honor of in honor of that, I need it. Oh. I got uh, a Surly Furious today, not going out too far outside the box. And, Will, what do you got there? Uh, this is a... Uh, Oh, it's got Blue Mountains. It uh, has cursive writing, so it may take me a second. Uh, it says Coors, Coors Light. Coors Light. Coors uh, Light. Is that L-I-T-E or L-I-G-H-T? L-I-G-H-T, okay. the full pronunciation. All right. Thank you. Ooh, surly. Yeah, ooh, nice. good crack there. Mm. All right, so. Yeah, it's, it's Monday, June 10th. We got the announcement. Ten days away. Yeah. We Ten got... days from now, I'll be in Vegas. We all will. Yes. Yeah. Well, most of us. Just a little yeah, we got the uh, we got the announcement. ESPN, they're gonna have a thirty second, uh, thirty minute segment, approximately a month after Worlds ends. Yep. Obviously, there is a lot of post production that'll go into this. You know, <clears throat> cutting, editing, uh, probably blurring out Paul Luna's face or something. You know, just, Pro- you know, well, I'll probably have to blur out some of Wes's shirts. Yes, that that's correct. Yep. He uh, he has the best shirt game in Golden Tee. We think uh, some people have challenged him lately. Yep. But ESPN, yeah, thirty minute segment. Pretty excited. Uh, I don't know how much they'll show for silver, so I'm hoping not to make, make the silver bracket. Maybe make a little push in gold. Uh, I think that's where they're going to focus most of their time and energy. Yes, I uh, I bet they uh, focus almost exclusively on the uh, final four, but there yes. might be some qualifier shots in there as well. But uh, all the ty- all the people that are probably going to be in that final four are already on the stream machines for the qualifier. We found out about that today. Yes. Or are we done? I mean, we can we can still talk about. We don't know that much about this ESPN thing. We know it's thirty minutes. <laughs> we know there's going to be a professional production company involved now. 
Uh, not that Richard King isn't a professional, but uh, you know, one man show. Uh, but yeah, today we got some news. We got an email. All us world's qualifiers got an email uh, with the the pairings for uh, for the qualifier. Who are you paired with, Will? I'm paired with Robert Brown, Canadian. Robert. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Calm guy. I like Robert. Uh, that. It's a decent qualifying partner. Yeah, I, I met him last year. Uh, I don't think we've actually ever spun any games together. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to it. Fox, who are you paired with? Adam Harris. Adam Harris. That's a that's a good pull. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's Adam a Harris, nice random draw n- yeah. on a stream Couldn't machine. Machine 3, Group B, he's streaming. We call that the nut draw. The nut draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al, who are you qualifying with? Chuck Hall. Terrible draw. <laughs> so Charlie Hall is a home edition owner, yeah. and there was just some Facebook banter going back and forth that Aljaz didn't even know this guy had a home machine, much less has never even sent him a home edition owner invite. Ah, uh, invites are coming, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little yeah. warm up for your uh, qualifying yeah, partner. I, I, I was gonna send you a bunch of twenty dollar invites that are called practice for worlds. He'll send about eight at a time. Don't worry about that. Mike, who are you qualifying with? Stu Fox. Stu Fox. That's a good draw. That's a good draw. I like Stu. Stu's a good player. He'll put up good scores. Uh, I'm personally, I don't know who I'm qualifying with. Oh. I'm playing with CTTP qualifier number two. Number two. Not the number one. Yeah. The number two. I was going to say, you've had a lot of number two lately. What uh, what was, uh, what was, what do we call your draw, Fox? The nut draw? Uh, I would not call, I would not call mine the nut draw. Oh, but maybe. you know, whatever. It shouldn't matter. I mean, so, ultimately, I'd, I'd like to qualify with a really good player, but it shouldn't matter. So, just as a little bit of a teaser, we know that two folks are going to get the uh, world's pass based off closest to the pin qualifying. Uh, decent turnout last year. Yep. I know. Uh, I know there are some good people there. Like I said, uh, Andrea Dunham, my panda, was there. Uh, she qualified first round with Dave Sandmeyer. Uh, unfortunately, Dave Sandmeyer bulldozed her on the way to his championship. Uh, I was really what hoping Andrea was going to advance, but uh, Dave Sandmeyer advanced. Uh, still happy. He pulled off the Sandmeyer, got the Sandmeyer trophy. So pretty excited about that. She'll be back at again this year. Uh, Andrea, how much have you practiced between last closest to the pin and this closest to the pin coming up in Vegas? One time. One time. Oh, I, I like rods. Honestly, that's... That's one more than I expected. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. I thought the answer was going to yeah. be zero. No, Painter Jim. Oh, Painter Jim. Oh. Painter Jim, I think, at the uh, Wisconsin Open. That was uh, pretty exciting. So Team Wisconsin is going to make a strong push at the yep. CTTP, trying to get the final spots. Uh, we know a lot of folks are going to come this year compared yep. to last year. I, I think it'll be a good thing. I, I think the auditorium is going to be filled up more. Last year was probably... I don't know, maybe depending on the time of day, maybe 50 to 150 people there, whether it was Orleans employees, IT employees, participants who were in between rounds. So I, I think the auditorium seats are going to be filled up better and also kind of have more buzz in the air this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, obviously there's more qualifiers, and I think uh, they're going to get more, you know, quote-unquote randoms uh in the building as well so i think it'll be a, a fuller experience or a fuller uh, fuller room uh so we want to do a little update on the odds we spent a lot of the last podcast talking about the odds yeah the wallet widener the wallet widener and uh, as a reminder a very brief reminder that was putting one unit whether your unit is five dollars a hundred dollars five hundred dollars one unit on each of the top what we consider to be the top five guys and the guys that in our research 
ended up winning most of the tournaments. So that would be Haas, Luna, Jojo, Stenmark, uh, who, oh, and Evan. Um, yeah, world champion, Evan. World, you almost forgot. Sorry, Evan. Evan. Well, I didn't have him written down because his odds haven't moved. He's, uh, so the odds started out, Haas was the favorite 8-1, to one, Luna was 9-1, to one, uh, Jojo, Stenmark, and Evan were all 10-1. to one. And so those have moved a little bit. It started out, the biggest mover early on was uh, Stenmark. Stenmark went down to 6-1, to one, and that's currently where he is, unless it's changed since yesterday. Uh, Haas is still at 8-1, to one, Luna is at 8-1, to one, and Jojo is at 8-1. to one. Uh, So now our wallet wideners, still, still potential to make some money there. Mm-hmm. So in this case, if we consider the average of the, our wallet widener 5 to be... Um, to be eight to one, you still have the opportunity to make uh, about sixty uh, percent on your money. Uh, the other big movers, other than the ones I've mentioned so far, um, Lance Harris uh, has moved down to eight to one uh, from twelve to one originally. Chris Brewer has dropped from eighteen to one down to twelve to one, and Jeff Harlow is our biggest mover. He he's uh, he was twenty five to one. He dropped all the way to twelve to one. And now he's back up to fifteen to one. Yeah, third place finisher last year, former yep. world champion Jeff Harlow. Uh, the guys who are moving are good qualified players. I oh, mean, yeah. they play a lot. They have strong games. I think Jeff Harlow among that bunch probably plays the least. Uh, I don't Although I have seen him a lot recently. He's, it seems he's, like every time I'm out playing, he's playing. Yeah, he, he's warming up. He's getting ready. He knows how to play the game. And I, I think after last year's run, I know you lost to him. I was watching you. Uh, I think that was when you finished 7-8. I think yep. he was the one who gave you your second loss. Yep. He's... Uh, He's still a very strong player. I mean, this field is really deep where I don't think you can really take anyone for granted, Tony. No, absolutely. I mean, at this point, um, it's a lot like, I mean, in some ways a lot like the Houston tournament, although even even more, you know, if you just making the cut, top 32, every one of those, every one of those players is fully capable of beating uh, the other players. I know that uh, two years ago, uh, we had a, the 32nd qualifier beat the, top qualifier. Luke Nelson over Evan Gossett. And yeah, I was, was, I can't remember if I was 30th or 31st, but I ended up <coughs> playing Paul Luna in the first round and I beat him. So clearly anybody that makes the cut in one of these huge events has, is capable of, of beating be it the one qualifier, the three qualifier, whatever. So, you know, we're all good. We're all good. We're all capable of putting up good scores. Yeah, so with 74 players in the field, we have the top 32 that end up going to the gold bracket. The next 32, basically rounding out the top 64, go to the silver bracket. Now the eight players, eight players? God, am I doing my math right? Oh, oh, ten. T- ten players. The, uh, the ten players who are at the bottom, so you could say 65 to 74, actually will not play in head-to-head match play. I think they should um, sign up, all sign their checks and put it in a pool and play one round of 2020 for all the marbles. Winner oh, take all. That's kind of juicy. Yeah. I like that. So winner take all, one round, uh, spin the course in the 2020 machine, and uh, yeah. straight up blind play. Straight up blind play. Oh, man. They could, they, they could stream that. that. I'd watch that on the stream. Yeah, so we were fortunate enough to uh, talk to Kevin Lindsay at IT today, Tony and I. <clears throat> yep. uh, big conference call here at the Podmore Get Better Studios. Uh, we were Skyping with them. He was able to show us a bunch of documents, diagrams. PowerPoints. It was uh, whiteboards, the whole thing. It was uh, pretty juicy. So for those of you who haven't qualified 
and uh, are still hoping uh, with the two last spots, those of us who are qualified, the 72 players who are qualified, received an email today. Number one, it had the pairing set up. Yep. So number two, we also wanted to talk about what Kevin kind of shared with us. And one of the first things, I know a lot of folks have uh, sent in questions in the mailbag here at the Podmore Get Better Studios. There's going to be 19 machines there plus an extra that you already mentioned. Yep. So there'll be 19 machines. Uh, there's 19 qualifying groups, so that makes sense. And then the 20th machine, which is, uh, will be the, the beta test, I guess, we'll call it that, of the 2020 courses. Um, and they say it's going to be in a lobby. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what that means. I mean, I know what a lobby is. Yeah. But I don't know, like, is that the lobby, like, out right, like, in the gaming floor? I'm not even sure they can legally do that. <clears throat> um, or is it going to be the lobby kind of where the, like, the private bar was? At, at the, the back of the At auditorium. the entrance to the yeah. auditorium. Um, I, so I don't know what that is, but it will not be on the main stage. Uh, it'll be in the, quote, unquote, lobby, wherever that is. If it is in, the, like, the main game floor, in the gaming floor, if they can do that, that'd be a cool place. And also, it would be uh, accessible 24-7, then, I assume, which, which would be, would be nice too. absolutely lovely. I would think IT would generate some extra revenue uh, on that, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So, moving along, other information shared. We talked about the 19 machines, groups of two for qualifying, which is yep. always nice. I know some of the PEGT Tour events, just due to the sheer number of players, also the number of machines and also wanting to do it in a timely manner where folks don't have a lot of downtime. Sometimes we're qualifying in groups of three. Yeah, so I think most, at this point with tournaments as big as they are, almost, it seems like every tournament I've been to recently has been groups of three. Yeah, so so I like the two. I, I feel like you can get in a little bit of a better rhythm. Yep. Uh, when qualifying, I try not to watch my opponent's shot because you have such a variation in balls, clubs that I, I try to let them hit their shot and I, you know, stare off into the distance, daydreaming about, you know, vacations or owls or something goofy like that. But two, two I think, allows you to still get into a rhythm, which I like. Three is a little tougher, it seems like, to get into a rhythm, at least for me personally. Yeah, and I think there was, especially at some of these tournaments, you know, take, stepping away from Worlds for just a second, some of the tournaments, you know, have some relatively small venues. Um, Richmond was a pretty small venue. Uh, Houston tournament, Houston end of the year tournament was a pretty small. Like if you're playing threes, it can be pretty crowded. Yeah. Um, and so I know at the Orleans we've got a lot of room, so that's not a problem. But even just removing that many extra people from the stage at a given time, uh, and just having two people per machine, you'll have plenty of room. We won't have any crowd issues, so that'll be good. So with the pairings that were released, we have two different heats: heat one and heat two, or heat A and heat B, uh, whichever. Uh, yeah. preferred method you want to go to off the email but out of those 19 machines three of them will be streaming machines and yep. based on the random draw um the random draw we, we do have high caliber players who are going to be playing on the stream which is nice yeah Th I, these are top tier players and with the production company that they're using i think the stream is going to go a little different number one they have three streaming machines so they'll be able to switch if one if one machine is uh, not playing the greatest, they can flip over to another one. Mm -hmm. But they're also going to have graphic overlays where it sounds like they might be able to put certain player stats up on the screen, whether it's, you know, Andy Fox has a career total of uh, 2,018 hole-in-ones, a pretty high number. Yeah, uh, big. But, but it sounds like they're going to do some graphic overlays. They're going to try to give some information about the players on the screen, about the new courses. They're going to do some 2020 teasers. So it sounds really cool. Tony, I know you got it pulled up here on yep. our uh, monitor here in the Podmore Get Better Studios. Yeah, so we, we went around the room here and talked to, talked to uh, 
who talk to everyone who's who they're qualifying with. Uh, but as Will said, the uh, the uh, pairings were released today, and I don't I don't have any doubt that they were random pairings. I don't know why they would possibly purposely put me with CTTP second place. Uh, but obviously the machine selections were not random. Uh, you can tell that because uh, machine one, you've got Andy Haas and Chris Longino. So that would be a good stream. No offense to Chris Longino, but Andy Haas is the A draw there. Uh, no, machine one, you've got the mouth and Dean Lockakos. Classic. That, that's a classic. Uh, machine uh, two, heat one, <coughs> Stenmark and Chris Brewer. Couple of yeah. couple of guys that have odds of twelve to one or better to win it all, so that's great. Uh, also, in machine two and heat two, Evan Gossett and Jeff McClellan. Good draw there. Yeah, I, nobody's going to learn anything from the other's equipment, though. Well, well I was, I was <laughs> going to say part of that stream. I, I think why Jeff McClellan may be included is that he plays stock stock typically. Still, yeah, he doesn't do the clubs, he doesn't do the balls. I think that's going to be great talking points. I, th- I think that's going to be great talking points in terms of, you know, how he approaches the game, what he's looking at. Yep. Uh, then Machine 3, uh, Heat 1 is Paul Luna and Steve Beattie. And Heat 2 is Andy Fox and Adam Harris. So uh, obviously a lot of our our 8-1 uh, our to one and 10-1 to one qualifiers or, you know, world's odds people are in that in those first three machines. And I think that... Uh, yeah, I think those are good good draws and, uh, yeah, good streams. Yeah, so of those people, we have a total of 12 people that are going to be on the stream. One is a former world champion, Dean Lyakakos, who was not in Vegas last year. Has Dean won a world championship? Maybe it was a national. Uh, Maybe it was just player of the year points, player of the yeah, year champion. I I'm not sure. I think there, he's won one. There, there were a couple down years. So we have Dean Lyakakos, who was not in attendance last year, is one of the 12. Yep. Uh, Ten of the other eleven, I believe, made the gold bracket last year. <laughs> yeah, um, almost almost everybody. Let's the uh, Haas dude, Gino did mouth. Yep. Let's just cross check. Denmark. It real quick. Yep. Brewery. Yep. Meow. Yeah, he won the whole thing. Yeah. McClellan. Check. Paul Luna. Yep. Beatty. Did Beatty make it? Ooh. We'll say yes. Okay. Uh, Adam Harris. Yeah. Oh, we found the we found the straggler. Oh, really? Andy there, Fox. There's a weak link. Oh, goodness. Okay. So so the stream machines, all three machines, all qualifying heats, should be among the best players. Among the best players, yeah. Players who typically make it to the gold bracket in the world championship. So And, and or have promised to make it into the gold bracket. He, he has laid that down. Uh, Andy Fox has said on prior podcasts, he will make the gold bracket this year. He left one of his jerseys last year at the Orleans in frustration and then hopped out. kind of like a, a sacrifice to the Golden Tee Gods? Yes. Yeah. He, he, he didn't burn it. He didn't leave his second place like trophy in the capsule. bathroom like Paul Luna. Uh, it was just shirt off, boom, done. Joined the Podmore Get Better crew, Tony Johnson and I, at a blackjack table. Yeah. Uh, Andy Fox, Jeff Lannon, and joined shortly thereafter by Al Zarrell and the Panda. Uh, lots of shenanigans that night. Oh, we had some. It was uh, full 10 Tito Tony mode. Yes. And uh, I think Billy White Shoes Johnson made an appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, inhaling that sticky icky. Yeah, there was uh, some shenanigans going on at the blackjack table, but uh, the Orleans was very receptive. Oh, yeah. Uh, as long as you're laying money on the table, you can you can get away with a lot at the table. It was, uh, it was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to do the robot. So talking about jerseys, Tony, 
another tidbit we got on the Skype stream today with Kevin Lindsay. Uh, it looks like we got the screenshot up 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 on the whiteboard right now, up on the monitors. Yeah. Uh, we have the jersey color announcements. Yes, I we've got a lovely orange. Ooh. And a resplendent purple. Purple. So those are going to be our two jersey colors. So uh, pick your outfits accordingly. Yes. You know, make sure you've got some uh, pants and or shorts that go with those colors. Because, uh, you or know, if you're, Chris, you might be on ESPN. So. Or, or, or if you're Chris Brewer, your sandals. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got a lot of folks that wear sandals. Yeah. Uh, at, well, Evan Gossett, big shoe game. Mm-hmm. Make sure his shoes are going to match those, you know. If he's going to defend his world championship, he wants to look good doing it on ESPN. So, uh, yeah, make sure uh, your uh, outfits match with those colors, orange and purple. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. It doesn't, uh, doesn't sound like they haven't released whether on Saturday we wear orange, we wear purple, blah, blah, blah. It's, it sounds like things are still kind of up in the air. They don't have that 100% finalized. But if they've gone this far into the game, getting the Orleans set up, the logistics of getting the trucks, shipping machines out there, if that's one of the last deals they they have to you know finally iron out, I'm fine with that. We're ten days out. If if that's the biggest thing on their list right now is figuring out jersey colors for which days, got it. Lovely. Do you think you said the the trucks shipping the machines out to Vegas? Do you think those trucks have left Incredible Technologies yet? That I don't know. Uh, we do have a former sponsor. Maybe they've been in contact with them. Uh, the Russ Layton Moving Company. Yes, new sponsor. Uh, not new sponsor. He's back. So, he's back. Uh, he's re-upped. Business uh, is booming. He's upped booming. his advertising you know, fees. We, we've, hit, we've hit a little bit of the lull in the PEGT tour schedule, right? Yes. Uh, last event was St. Louis. Next event isn't for another two months or so, and that's going to be Evansville. And so, you know, he's got he's to find work somewhere, and so perhaps he's helping in tr- Incredible Technologies. But we know for sure there is one person who he, he is helping as we speak. Oh, a new customer. A new customer. For Russ Layton's uh, moving company. He's moved a couple times, so it could be a repeat customer for Russ. Oh. Uh, Paul Luna. Paul Luna. On Hot his damn. way back to Houston. And I, I think we know for a fact that uh, for sure Paul has to use the Russ Layton moving company. Uh, because we know that Paul can't drive more than 467 yards. Yeah, that's So a good that's going to limit how far he can go. And, uh, yeah, so he's going to have to use the Russell Layton Moving Company. Because, of course, he's going to use them because of their great prices. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, think about if he was in an apartment complex. If it was a large enough apartment complex, moving from one end to the other, and if it was 468 yards, boom, hiring the Russell Layton Moving Company. I mean those those long drives you got to know and pick your options and sometimes you just know your strong suit if it's over 467 yards you might need to hire the Russ Layton moving yeah. company and and for our listeners we've got uh you know if uh if you mention the Podmore Get Better podcast and or enter the promo code Luna467 mm. then you will get $50 off of every mile that uh Russ Layton will charge you for that move Luna four six Luna seven. Four, six, I've, I've got seven. that notated here. Yeah, that's uh, right. that's great news. So I, thank, I, I thanks mean. again to uh, Russ and the RLMC for uh, being a, a repeat sponsor. Yeah, we wish you continued success in uh, your your personal uh, entrepreneurial endeavors. I'm slurring my words, man. These these mountains, the mountains. Woo, they're you still got some altitude sickness yeah, there. Will. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm just I'm just trying to uh, build up my liver for Vegas here. <coughs> it's. It's been a year-long process. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, damn. I'm trying to ramp up already. So, we got Kevin's information. Yep. Today, 
so happy we can share that with everyone. The podcast listeners, hopefully, shout that out. You know, it's it's probably this podcast might approach three thousand listeners. Normally, it's right around two two thousand two hundred. Uh, this might go three thousand. Worlds is the peak of the incredible technologies Golden Tea Experience. Yeah, and so since we make a penny per listener, uh, that what is that thirty dollars? Yeah, I, wow. I actually uh, we with could, all we the could revenue, maybe buy some some Coors Mountains for that. Yeah, I was gonna say with all the revenue we've generated, I bought a ninety nine cent phone case on eBay from China. Took a month and a half to get shipped to my house, but uh, so if you guys want to know, we appreciate you. Got to protect the podcast podcast equipment. Yes, yes. So uh, we talked about the odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I what the last thing we want to talk. Oh, there's two more things we want to talk about in regards to worlds. Yeah, yeah, in regards to worlds. So we'll go with first. Uh, Something that Danny Boy is offering on Facebook. A.K.A. Bob Squibbus. This might sound like a uh, sponsor ad, but it is not. This is really happening. Danny Boy is offering uh, a bet for up to $20. He's had to ask... He should have just said it for $20. Mm -hmm. Because now every time someone says the three people that they want, he has to ask for how much. And every single time it's $20. But anyway, leaving that aside, for $20... You get to pick three golfers, and I think this is a little bit based off of some conversations we had with them to say, well, at three, it's pretty even odds. Mm-hmm. I get, no, if, if I'm Danny Boy, Will, you pick three guys at the World Championships, and I get the to rest. Win. I get the other 71. Uh, and uh, I'd say, depending on who you pick, if you make some really poor s- selections, then obviously it would be advantage me. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I think he's got about 30 or so people that have, have put, in, uh, put in bets. I'm, I'm hoping that... Danny boy, he laid that offer out there. He said he's gonna pay out Sunday night. So I'm hoping number one, he's got some twenties that he finishes high in the uh, gold bracket, yeah. and that they cash checks at the Orleans. Because if you play your cards right and you listen to the previous podcast, the Wallet Widener, I think we've got you on the inside track to get a quick twenty from Danny boy. Well, perhaps he could uh, <coughs> he could hedge his bets a little bit. So let's say he's got a whole bunch. Whole bunch of people, so it's going to be a lot of the usual suspects on on, on a lot of people's groups of three: Luna, Stenmark, Haas, World Champ Meow, and JoJo, right? Mm-hmm. But then, then of course, you know the other guys like Lemon and Fox, and, and all the other guys that have really good odds. So you know he could, if he has a whole bunch of people that have Stenmark, well, just put a hundred bucks on Stenmark to win. He's hedged there. Yep. Put a hundred bucks on Evan to win. Hedged there. So uh, yeah, I think uh, if he if he plays his cards right. He might be able to guarantee himself a profit. Yeah, that, that's You're huge. welcome, Danny Boy. So, in Las Vegas at the Orleans with Boyd Gaming, the only betting they're allowing for the Golden Tee World Championship is strictly the winner. So, we have the odds boards updated. We talked about that in the wall, you know, wallet widener. We talked about them a little bit in terms of some of the heavy favorites here. And that is just a straight win. This isn't horse racing. You don't get to pick win, play, show. That's strictly for the winner. Yep. So... If you're if you're a podcast listener, you've probably heard the name Andy Fox or Jeff Lannon, Jeff Lemon Lannon, uh, but they're also going to do some head-to-head qualifying matchups. Yes. Uh, so if you want to send a text message to Andy Fox or Jeff Lannon via Facebook Messenger, phone, Skype, uh, Grinder, whatever your platform choice, Carrier is. Carrier Pigeon. Yes. Whatever your platform choice is. Uh, they're going to start doing some odds on head-to-head matchups for best qualifying score. So, yeah, for like, example, so, you know, if you're if you're sending Fox a message on Grinder, make sure to talk to, uh, specifically in the subject line, head-to-head, mm-hmm. tip-to-tip. Yes. Uh, and uh, would love to meet you. Yep. In Vegas. Yes. 
looking uh, looking to make money. Yes. That sort of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so it'll be a qualifier bet, and uh, for sure, uh, they they haven't worked out exactly which matchups they're gonna offer yet. But for sure, there is two that they know they're gonna go for sure, and the second one is just hatched today. Oh. So the first one is Haas versus Luna. I think that's one they've offered in the past. I think those, and I assume that's because those two are just always, you know, one of those two wins a lot of qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one, and, I, and it's because of the alliteration or the rhyme to it. The rhyming, yeah. AMJ versus Gervais. Ooh, I like so, that. So, uh, yeah, Sean Gervais, I'm calling you out. Uh, uh, actually, I don't really care which one of us qualifies higher. Uh, <laughs> I just want to qualify. Do you uh, think Sean Gervais drinks his own Gervais juice? Another oh. former sponsor. I don't. Uh, no. Oh, we got some. Uh, we got some groans in the some audience. Groans. They're, uh, yeah, they're, they're not sure about Sean Gervais drinking his own Gervais juice. They they said that's a little shady. Yeah. So you need to get in contact with Andy Fox or Jeff Lannon Lemon, and they'll let you know when they release uh, the whole list of head. And I think last year they they almost got darn near everybody matched up with someone else. Yeah. In terms of a head to head matchup. Um, yeah, and so uh, I, I'm sure there's a limit on uh, the amount that they'd allow you to uh, wager, but, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah so, uh, it's a fun little bet, so yeah, you have so a that's, little, root, little rooting interest, other than uh, you know yourself, of course, or uh, any of your buddies. Yeah, so that's something that's fun on Saturday, because then you have a vested interest, number one, watching the qualifying on Saturday. IT's website will be updated. Your horses or your matchups may not be shown on the live stream. Obviously, only three machines that are going to be streaming. But that's pretty fun. I, I know I bet last year, I think last year, uh, I was put up against Chris Longino for head-to-head on who would have the best qualifying scores. Uh, eat, eat shit, Longino. Sorry. Tough break, bro. <laughs> so, after that, Tony, current week. We've been talking we about the We've a busy world. week in the Golden Very busy week. Not even related to Worlds. Yeah. So, I know we're talking about Worlds and we're transitioning, but after being on the Skype call with Kevin Lindsay... My excitement level, 9.7. Wow. That's a big jump week to week. We yes. are only 10 days out. Yes. Uh, and I would say that with the release of the odds, knowing now that I'm pa- paired up against Sean Gervais in the qualifier bet, uh, my, uh, I'm up to 8.5. 8.5. Yeah. yeah. I, I like a slow burn, my rise. I don't like to mm-hmm. you know, make these big jumps. Uh, so, uh, Fox, what are you at? <laughs> 7.5. 7, 7, 5. 7, 5. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that. Okay. Needs a little couple more uh, what, Coors Lights in it. What's crazy is, even with the news that his qualifying partner is Adam Harris, he hasn't moved an inch from se- his 7.5 that he was at last week. No. Uh, Al Jazz, are you up over 12 yet? No, I'm back down at uh, 8.76. 8. Uh, is it because of your sniffles? Yeah, the allergies. You're a under the weather? Yeah, we'll clear yeah. that up before Vegas. He's, he's trying to Get recoup. your vitamin C, buddy. Mikey, Mikey, what, what's your excitement level? Vegas. Hi. Hi. Perfect. Hi. All right. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Speaking of high, Billy White Shoes Johnson uh, is in attendance, so that's exciting. We also have the Panda in attendance. Panda, what's your uh, excitement level? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. CTTP. She has yeah. practiced one game of CTTP, so that's that's pretty high for uh, someone who doesn't play that often. You should go over to Al's house and uh, <laughs> practice on his home machine. Yes. It's free. Yes. Here you got to pay money. What about yours? <laughs> oh! I, I live further away. <laughs> Al's closer by. Yeah. 
Yeah, Billy. Yours is just as good. Yeah, Billy White Shoes. Yeah, Billy White Shoes Johnson isn't in Tony's basement, but I think uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson is in Al's basement. So moving on, as we transition or have some pre-release from World's Conversation, we've got two exciting things going on this week, Tony. We've talked about Classic Course of the Week. IT has been kind enough to give us that schedule. Uh, We were planning on doing a Sunday podcast to do a Classic (laughs) Course of the Week pre-release, pre-release info. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like they pre pre released us. <laughs> yes, yes, they did at at uh, midnight or twelve oh one a.m. on on Sunday morning, Saturday night into Sunday. Yeah, the they, transition. Uh, they uh, they released the new course. Yeah, to the surprise of many, including probably themselves. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bonnie Moore. Yeah. So it, we've now had almost two full days of Bonnie Moore, uh, and we did a we did a Bonnie Moore course breakdown last year, so we won't go hole by hole on Bonnie Moore. Uh, if you want to listen to the Bonnie Moore preview. Then feel free to back, look back through the archives. Uh, Correct. And, uh, yeah, look for the Bonnie Moore breakdown there. So I had heard rumors and reports that Bonnie Moore was the classic course of the week. Hint, I already knew it. Uh, yes. But I, I did not anticipate it being released on Sunday. So I don't know if this is a new tradition or just a glitch. But seeing Facebook posts, I saw folks post that it was still the Glacier Ranch picture. <laughs> they hit start. They hit enter, blah, 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 swipe in, pay. And all of a sudden, boom, hole one, Bonnie Moore. Do you think maybe now they're just going to do, in cla- instead of classic course of the week, it's classic course of the six-hole chunk? So now, like, Ooh. maybe Bonnie Moore will only be six days, and then starting, uh, what, Saturday, we've got uh, whatever course is next. We know. Mm-hmm. The secret's safe with us. Uh, but I believe the next course is one that we will be breaking down for the first time, if I remember correctly. Yes. So I, uh, I think uh, I think this is one that was not done last year, so we slightly narrowed it down, uh, but it'll still keep you guessing. So you guys will have to tune in soon as we do a classic course of the week preview leading next. up. Or a are we gonna have to pre pre-release? Their pre-pre-release? I, I, Are I don't we going to have to podcast I, tomorrow to make sure we beat no, them to the punch? No, no, Tuesday might be a little early. Okay. Uh, I, I think the stipulation understanding was that they were fine as long as, like, during football season. We did it on a Sunday afternoon, gave players something to look forward to. Um, pre- pretty excited for it. I think the lineup this year is good. It's definitely different. It's courses, some of the courses they've had in class, of course, of the week before. Some of them they have not. So I think they're going to look to get some gameplay data, see what type of response there is, Tony. Yeah. So uh, now we've, uh, we've got our f- closing out our week here. Yes, uh, 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 events mode. Uh, I'm having a slight event right now uh, as a result of this empty Coors Light, so I'm going to go drain my mountains real quick. Okay, you've got a flash flood running down the mountain? Yes, it is uh, the spring thaw. All right. Well, uh, solo podcast. Uh, guys, if we want to talk shit about Will, now's the time. Uh, he's not here. Uh, no reason to do that. Uh, we'll do that in the secrecy of our uh, own text message groups. Uh, but, uh, yeah, events mode. So this week... Uh, Released uh, just this morning is uh, the events mode, which is uh, a contest that I don't think we've had before. So it's a twenty, it's twenty-five man prize play contest. Everybody, so everybody's chipping in the extra dollar. It's not, a, it's not a big prize week. So it's twenty-five dollar prize pools, and it's all par threes, and it's the same, it's the same eighteen par threes every time. And I've probably played five of these or so at this point, and uh, it's pretty fun actually. You get through pretty fast. Uh, I've been surprised at how few one betters have been on the in the tournaments that I've been in. Uh, there's a couple dicey uh, 
par threes in there, but there's also quite a few opportunities for some hole outs. Uh, but I think it's a fun one. Uh, and we have, we, we're doing this right now, it's uh, four o'clock, and uh, we're just entering happy hour uh, time. So it'll be interesting to see uh, with these 25 man contests, whether, uh, whether they fill extremely fast. What, as, as we say here, they're filling faster than we can play them. They are confirmed by Andy Fox. Andy Fox is currently plowing. No, already done. You already got through your 10. No, not quite. But, uh, but yeah, so it'll be a 25-man contest. Close, they're, they'll fill up faster than you can play them. Uh, Will, you've drained the mountain. Yes. Time for a new mountain? Yes. All right. Will's back. We can start talking shit about him now. Uh, that's all right. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's a fun one. Uh, you you know it should take like six minutes or so per round, so you can crank through them pretty fast. It's Limit good. of ten per day, uh, and yeah, uh, first place is ten bucks still, so you still got that top first price. Second place is six bucks, third place is four dollars, uh, fourth place is three dollars, and fifth place is two dollars. So it's only paying twenty percent of these spots, which is a, a lower percentage than most contests. Uh, but they had to do it that way in order to get the ten dollar first prize that they wanted. So uh, yeah, it should be a fun week with events mode again. At this point, we're ramping up for Worlds, uh, so we want to make sure to play a lot of the courses that we're going to be playing at Worlds. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we all like to play events modes in the, in the weeks that they have them. And so uh, this will be a fun one. You can, you, you can probably knock out your 10 events modes in about an hour. Yeah, very, um, very quick. So. In, in theory, if you're playing a par round, you're only hitting 36 shots. Yeah, and, if you're and most playing, of them are probably tap-ins. Yeah, and, and if you're playing a good round, you're hitting less than 36 shots. So I like this event mode. Uh, definitely a couple little tricky holes. Uh -huh. I, I considered early on, probably after two or three of them, potentially either building a bag to increase the number of my wedges yeah. Uh, I don't know if you talked about this. No, I didn't talk about the clubs. Go ahead. So there are probably three or four holes where I think it's going to be to your advantage to have two different wedges. Yep. I, I, uh, the set I, I'm using has a lob wedge, uh, for example. Yeah, I think I think lob wedge, sand wedge, uh, you know, and then nine iron. And with your tees, whether it's a low tee, a high tee, I think you can make adjustments for that. But I was damn near tempted to play a pyro set just to experiment with that because I, I think there are some elevation changes that, depending on your wedges, can definitely affect a difficult shot and potentially turn it into an easy shot. Yeah, so the, the ones that can play really short, uh, we've got... Bella Toscana, like hole 13, that like, uh, I don't know, it's got like three three prongs of the green. It's a pretty tough hole. Uh, big slope to the left. I think it's a, it's Slightly a, it's uphill. a left, yeah. it's uphill, it's a left seven. That one's going to play anywhere from, you know, 50 yards to 100 yards or so. So obviously wedge selection helps there. You've got Bayou 17, which can play with a, a driver, but can also play 30 yards. Can also play with a putter sometimes. Can, uh, occasionally you'll get a, a puttable setup. Uh, Desert Valley, six. Yeah, a little. The really so, short one that everybody. Some people may chush at yep, it. The chush hole. Uh, was that any other ones that were that could play really short? Uh, goodness, I want to say that there was. It's not a. I think it's a moose landing. Okay. The there was a Freaky Friday or a daily. A Freaky Friday, we putted in downhill oh, yeah, with that yeah. tailwind. Yep. Uh, that hole can set up for a mid-range iron, but it can also set up with huge tailwinds where you might be hitting lob wedge, sand wedge, uh, and there's elevation change. And I think it's later in the round where those winds are starting to ramp up where you may have a 40-yard 40 40-yard 40 shot going into it and have an absolutely huge tailwind. There's a Hawthorne Manor actually has a hole in there too that can play That's a good short. call. So yeah, I think that's on the There's at least five like that, are, that will regularly play under 100 yards. And so obviously having uh, some extra wedges in your bag 
uh, will help. And there's, there really were not that many that can ever play up over to 275 yards. Um, there's a couple, but uh, if I was going to build a bag, uh, you know, lob wedge, uh, sand wedge, pitching wedge. Uh, my current bag has a lob wedge and a gap wedge and then nine iron. Uh, but if I was building a bag for this, I'd probably pull out my, I'd probably pull out my driver actually. Uh, I'd still leave in my 290 driver and I'd add, uh, I'd add a wedge in there and uh, really fill in the gaps that way. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this events mode. I think, I think with only 25 man contest, to your point, they're filling faster than you can play them. Oh yeah, they're filling it. Even that like earlier today, I know they uh, heard they're filling you know almost as fast as people were playing them. So you go happy hour, happy hour Monday because people are out trying to say, oh, what's the event this week? Let's play it. Let's find out. So they're filling pretty fast. But imagine how fast these are going to fill out like Thursday afternoon or Friday. Because this is the type of contest that, I mean, as they saw on the World's Qualifier when they did the all-par three course, people like all-par three courses. It's not an accident that this is one of the first things they've done after the World's Qualifier. Is uh, people like par threes, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be a fun one. I think it's going to, the contests are going to fill incredibly fast. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really, uh, really excited for this week's event. And then Bonnie Morris Classic Course of the Week, one of my favorite all-time courses. Really excited for that. Leading into this World Championship, uh, it, it's it's a great time. Ten days. I'm I'm really excited for this. And and in theory, two weeks we're gonna have a Golden Tee Championship. Uh, Golden Tee Champion, whether it's a new champion or the current one of Evan Gossett going back to back. Really looking forward to this. It has stepped up their game. Uh, I just think that they're looking towards the future. And yep. we know that they're looking towards the future right yes. now. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't have much else, Tony. No, I, I'm think, just, uh, my, my excitement level's there. Uh, my bladder is empty. That's uh, good. I, I'm ready to start banging some more games. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to play a couple events here before I have to get out of here and uh, pick up the kids. And, uh, yeah, on that note, we're at, we're at the 40-minute mark. That's a good, uh, good, good cruise through the podcast. Next week, uh, as we do the, uh, the lead into the Worlds, that'll be our, our, probably our last podcast before we're in Vegas. Uh, we'll definitely want to start to break down some of those, uh, some of the other participants outside those top five that we've talked quite a bit about. Correct. Uh, Daryl Darrow's been sending line yeah, updates, posting them daily. Uh, very cool. He gets out of the Boyd Gaming app since he's a resident of Las Vegas, and he's within the GPS coordinates to get those consistently updated. So as he continues to share them, we'll continue to bring them to you guys. Uh, if you're at the World Championships, whether you're a participant or not, if you see myself, Tony Johnson, please come up and introduce yourself. Even if it's not Tony Johns or myself, go introduce yourself to folks and say, hey, I'm, I'm from Colorado. I'm still learning the game, but I'm close. I wanted to come see what this is all about. Go introduce yourself to folks. This is a, a very non-clicky group in terms of uh, how you can feel. I mean, when, when you're going out traveling, po- people post on the Facebook page, hey, I'm going to be in so-and-so. Who can I play with? What are the bars to go to? It's, it's a very welcoming community. And if you and uh, as you come up to uh, Will or myself or whoever, uh, I'm willing to offer, if you use the promo code LUNA467 with me, I'll just give you a dollar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One dollar offer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a promo code LUNA467. If you get the numbers wrong, I ain't paying you crap. Yeah, so, so, so it sounds like someone just cashed out. Tony had brought it up yesterday, and then I think I had a brain fart, and I thought it was my idea, but it was Tony's yesterday. Uh, Kevin Lindsay, Adam Kramer, Don Pascone, Tony and I have a little side wager going on whether today, Monday, June 10th, is going to be one of the biggest cash-out dates in IT history. If you're an IT Golden Tee player and you cash out your 
player count today, that check will be here just a couple days before Worlds. Yeah. As you start rolling into Vegas, the table games will be getting hot. The one through five games on the 2020 courses will be getting hot. Uh, it, it's just a great time. I'm really excited. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with that, let's get, uh, let's get those par threes in. Let's play some events modes, and uh, we'll talk to all you uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.